Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What's up, girl dads? I am here with a special guest. I'm super excited. This is my buddy, Joey. Known him for, uh, I don't know, I think a couple of years now, back and forth. kind of Three or four. Yeah. Met over the social medias. He's a health coach and a dad of daughters. And so I reached out and was like, hey, man, you're like the perfect example for this show. So Joey, why don't you give us just a quick intro to who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into it. What's up, man? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. So uh, my name's Joey. I am a telecommunications project manager turned health coach about four <laughs> and a half years ago. Uh, kind of went down the rabbit hole of my own health journey a number of years ago, was working myself to death, gained a bunch of weight, realized things needed to change. And a number of years ago, I kind of dove into a healthier lifestyle, started working out more, uh, got into nutrition uh, via some athletes I met. And through that, uh, transitioned my whole career into helping other people lead healthier lives, uh, particularly, you know, busy professionals, folks who have families, folks who struggle to, to, to keep it together during the week, if you will, relative to their incredibly busy lifestyles. Yeah. I love it, man. I love your, you did the 10 year challenge post on Instagram recently. And I loved it because you had your kids in there, like your girls were in there and, and it totally <laughs> frames, like it frames your body and your kid. And the, you know, they were both very different than your current situation but it showed a huge change uh what was like what was the time in which you like you came to realize hey like i need to change health for my family as a whole like how did that come about well i just think that you know was, like i said I, it started with me um because i looked at myself and i wasn't being the example that i wanted to be for my wife and for my kids mm. i was about 70 80 pounds overweight I was eating too much. I was drinking too much as a stress, as a mechanism to relieve stress. I was working too much. Just nothing about my health was my priority. So the realization really wasn't a matter of, I want my family to be healthier. It was the question that I asked myself was, am I being the example I want to set for my family right now? And the answer was a hard no, which was a, a really challenging thing to look at yourself in the mirror and have to come to the realization that you're not being an example for your little girls and, and your mm -hmm. spouse. Mm -hmm. So, so from there, I, I decided to make changes for myself because I, I mean, I want to be the example. I want to, I, I want my kids to look to me and, and, and see somebody that they would like to grow up to be like, right. right. And, and regardless of how I'm behaving, you know, I think we can all agree that kids are looking to you, no matter what they're looking when you don't think that they're looking. So they're going to pick up on your behaviors for better or worse. So, so I, I realized that, you know, if they're going to be picking up on my behaviors, I, I certainly want them to be picking up on behaviors that are going to carry them into a long and healthy, you know, life that, that gives them an opportunity for longevity and, and, you know, to be prosperous themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I came, I had a similar realization too, is that like, for me, I wanted to tell my girls that, you know, they could go get whatever they wanted, right. They could go after it. But then I looked yeah. at myself and I was like, I'm actually living in fear, not chasing my dream, not doing the things that I want to go do. So I'm a hypocrite. Like I'm inconsistent. My message is going to be inconsistent with my life. And you're right. They pick up on everything that you They're do. Watching, like, even man. when you don't think like you think I got away with that, 
you didn't, man. They pick up, they, they just absorb all of your subconscious. They absorb everything. That little, that little point you just made, they pick up on everything. I mean, just the other day, man, I'm reading a book right now. My book was sitting on the coffee table. I didn't think anything of it. Later that evening, my kid wants to play hangman with me. You know, the game where you write the, the slashes mm-hmm. for the, oh, yeah. the letters and then you, yeah. And, and she wrote out the thing for hangman and we're playing. I couldn't figure out what she, what her word was. And I, I lost. Well, the word that she came up with was the title of the book I was reading. <laughs> they're watching when you don't think they're watching. She's all coming in with <laughs> atomic habits. And you're like, wait, what? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'm I was like, Dr. Seuss. Like, I, my brain was in a different spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. So how did the transition? So it's obviously it's hard with a family and, and we both know this. So like when you start something with yourself, you're right. You got to start with yourself because you can't give to anybody if you're not taken care of first, like you have to be healthy in order to help anybody else mentally, physically, everything. How did that, but I, but I think it's, we struggle with the, the, I don't know if conflict is the right word, but, but when they, your family wants to go have donuts every Saturday morning, but you're like, Hey, I got to have, eggs and holy toast you know like i we can't like then there's kind of like this friction that happens with the whole family versus just you well one of the things that that i realized that troubled me when i jumped down this you know kind of health and wellness rabbit hole was just how much conflicting information there is out there and then Mm -hmm. beyond that that how much all or nothing information there is out there kind of a you're either a healthy person or you're not you're either on the whatever diet or you're not you're either doing crazy hit workouts or you're not. There was no middle ground. And that, that struck me as problematic because mm-hmm. there's always middle ground. There's always a gray area, especially in the context of our busy lives. It's not totally reasonable to cook gourmet, nutritious food for your kids seven days a week when you work 50, 60 hours a week and there's emails and phone calls at night and then soccer games to get the kids to, et cetera. So one of the approaches that, that I you know, started applying with my kids that was very similar to how I approached this with myself was rather than thinking like, what do I need to remove? You know, they can't have donuts. They can't have pancakes and syrup. They can't have sugary treats. I started thinking about it in terms of what can I add in, you know, kind of this whole idea of habit displacement rather than you don't break a habit by just saying, I'm not going to do that thing anymore. And then white knuckling it through it until you start over again. Think of everybody who's ever tried to quit smoking. You know, that's right. just not the right approach to right. breaking a habit. What, what we, what I worked on, and I work on this with my clients and with my kids. I mean, a lot of this stuff is transferable is habit displacement. So you can have a donut. There's nothing wrong with that. You can go get a box of 12 donuts on a Sunday morning but in addition to our donut, we're also going to make some eggs and we're going to put a piece of fruit on the plate and we're going to make a nice, well-rounded plate. And then we're going to sit down and we're going to eat that plate mindfully so that when we're done with the plate, we can kind of recognize like, am I full or am I not full? Mm-hmm. And relative to the answer to that question, do we have a second donut or not? So it's not so much about mm-hmm. what you can and can't have. It's more about let's have the things we want while also giving us ourselves the things that we need. Yeah, I, I love that because what it does is it focuses on focusing on adding is focusing on the positive versus focusing on the negative, which is the removing, right? So when we're modeling for our kids, like you said, a health like eating healthy, if you just say, Man, I can't have donuts, this sucks. Like I, I really want like bummer, like no, I can't, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. you know, all they're gonna see is man, dad is miserable. Like he's he's quote unquote mm-hmm. eating healthy, but he's not happy. So okay. 
Why and would I ever happens, want to do that? And, and then they correlate eating healthy or dieting, if you will, which is a word I don't care for, right. with something negative, right. as opposed to correlating being a healthy and happy person as a positive. Right. So it, 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 you hit the nail on the head. It, it's, it's a matter of how you frame it relative to how they're going to perceive it now and later in life. Do you want them to turn into somebody who's always on the next diet or do you want them to turn into somebody who just generally understands mm -hmm. how to recognize what their body needs while also, you know, living in the context of real, of real life. And, and joy. Like that was one of the things, like when I've started my, my, my diet, diet, my changing my diet, my food was that like, I, I told him, I was like, man, I don't want to be miserable because it's not sustainable because I have bad mm -hmm. habits. Like I have you know, like in an addictive personality. So like when I become unhappy, I want to numb my behavior. And I do that with junk food or, you know, all kinds of the bad things out there. And I was like, so if I'm going to change what I'm intaking, like I, ha I have to be happy too. So like, you can't just cut all of the things that make, like I, I'm I still like dessert, you know, but if you say, Hey, yeah. you can't have dessert so ever again, <laughs> you know, or, or like, I love the pastry pictures on your Instagram, man. But like, if they said you can never have that pastry again, like, game. I'm just not going to be happy anymore. Like that's not sustainable. If you can't be happy. Right. You're, 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 you're like you, that's a very astute way of, of phrasing it and framing it because you're absolutely right. If we force ourselves into misery, what are we forcing ourselves into? Mm -hmm. uh, misery for us as a parent, misery for the child. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you've ever had a fight with your kid over whether or not she can have the candy or not, but that is not a pleasant place to be as a parent. <laughs> we want to frame mm -hmm. this in a positive way. Yeah. And, and we want to have the joys in life because at the end of the day, food is culture, food is love, food is family, food is friendship, Truth. food is social yes. engagement. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's so much more to it than just calories in your body or, or not, Absolutely. you know, there's so much more to it. So it, it isn't a matter of taking away all of the joys that can come with mm -hmm. food. It's just mm -hmm. not realistic or sustainable or a way to maintain any semblance of happiness in your household. Right. You know, right. So and that's what I we're totally modeling. Agree yeah. with you. So, and, but yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, you got it. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you, you use the phrase um, habit displacement. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Can we go into that a little bit more? Like, I like that term. You've, you've used it with me a little bit. Like I've been, you've been right, coaching right. me passively through Instagram forever. And that's one of the phrases <laughs> that, I, that, I, that I know from you and that I've, that I've liked, you know, like I remember you telling me, you know, just put this out here, the bowl of fruit out there so that, you know, you can, instead of reaching for this bowl, you reach into that bowl type of a thing. Absolutely. Well, yeah, let's talk habit displacement. I mean, you just kind of went into it a moment ago with the whole thought and you didn't use this terminology, but what you said was that, you know, you don't want to lose the joy in eating because sometimes you just want to go have a pastry because it makes you feel good, right? Well, ultimately what you're looking for at that moment is, is a dopamine hit. You're looking, you're looking mm -hmm. to, to mm -hmm. eat something that's going to make you feel good. You know that that carby fatty food is going to make you feel good, right? for a few minutes, a couple hours, yeah. whatever. True. If you do it consistently, what ends up happening? We end up eating too much of it. We end up gaining weight. We end up not feeling good about ourselves. All that there is to be said about overconsumption of sugar and high fatty foods. So if, but at the end of the day, if we can root that back to what we're really trying to get out of that thing, it's, it's to feel good at that moment. Mm -hmm. So how can we displace that habit with something else that's going to make us feel good? And if we stop and think about all the things in the world that make us feel good, you know, 
Getting some fresh air makes us feel good. Taking mm-hmm. a few deep breaths makes us feel good. Going on a little bit of a walk can make us feel good. Even eating something sweet, like a sweet piece of fruit, can give us the same level of satisfaction. We just don't think about it that way. Right. So when I find myself, you know, or when I'm working with a client or even my, my kiddos, you know, when I, when I find them, you know, looking for that quick sugar hit, and I recognize like, hey, I think that they, they really just need something to make them feel good right now because a little bit of stress in the house or they just got done with school and it was a rough day or whatever. You know, hey, let's go on a walk. Let's mm-hmm. displace that habit and, and recognize that there's other things that we can go do that are going to give us that same release mentally. Yeah. Now, if you get into like just food in general, I, it's, it's a theory I like to call modifying your food environment. So you, you just gave some examples that you've seen on my Instagram page, which are all, you know, all, all really good strategies. Like what's visible is what you're going to grab. You know, if there's, mm-hmm. if there's a food in your house, you, someone, you know, or someone you mildly tolerate eventually is going to end up eating it. Mm-hmm. So rather than making the, the carby fatty foods visible, let's put a fruit bowl on the kitchen counter and keep it full. That's a key. You can't just put the bowl out there and let it get empty and then forget right. to fill it. <laughs> let's put a fruit bowl out there. So that's yeah. the first thing we see. Let's make the, the less desirable foods, the foods we know we should probably be eating a little bit less of, let's make those less accessible. Let's put those in the back of the pantry, in the back of the freezer. They're still there. You're still allowed to get them if you want, but right. increase the barrier to entry to actually grabbing that food while decreasing the barrier to entry to grabbing the food that's going to support the goal you say you have. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's kind of one really easy to implement today example of habit displacement. Yeah. And then ultimately, you know, stop to ask yourself why, like, why am I in the kitchen right now? Mm. What am I doing in here? Especially from the work at home environment. I mean, Yes. I know I'm guilty of this in the past two years. Now that I can work from home and I can wander out of my office whenever I want, how many times a day do you find yourself in the kitchen rummaging for food mm-hmm. you probably don't need at that moment? When if you just stopped and asked yourself, why, why am I in here right now? It might elicit a thought process that takes you someplace else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, well, I, and I think also too, with, with men and dads, like we don't stop and ask ourselves what we're actually feeling. Cause that's been huge on my, my health journey too, is, what am I actually feeling? Am I feeling anger? Am I feeling stress? Am I feeling sadness? You know, because men aren't supposed to feel sadness or, or hurt, you know, or, or, you know, like they're not supposed to feel those feelings. Like, like my kids, I love them to death, but man, they can cut me real, real deep sometimes. And then you find yourself like, like you're wanting to do something again to feel better, but you're not, you don't actually, you're not hungry. You just want to not feel that deep cut that they just hit you with. And then when you, when you acknowledge like, man, no, no, no. I just, that hurt me in my heart (laughs) like that. Uh I'm I'm feeling emotions. I'm not feeling hunger, you know, but we don't, I don't have the skill to distinguish between the two. Sometimes you, you hit the nail on the head with, you know, the kind of the, the, the male psyche and some of the stigmas therein related to feeling emotions, being willing to talk about how we feel, you know, I personally, you know, not that this is the direction this conversation will go. I've been in therapy for dealing mm-hmm. with emotional issues for a number Absolutely. of years now. And I share that freely because I think mm-hmm. it's something that can Me help too. any number of men out there. And learning to be more willing to express how I'm feeling at a given moment with my spouse, with my kids, has exponentially increased mm-hmm. the level of happiness in our household. Yes. Just because there's nothing hidden, you're not hiding anything, you're not hiding behind something without even realizing you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then when you can apply that to 
the kitchen and recognize like, what am I doing in here right now? As I already said, not to beat, you know, beat a dead horse for lack of a better way of saying it, but when you can ask yourself that and then, and then start to, you know, kind of coach your children and others who are willing to listen in your household on that as well. Well, then suddenly you can make a big difference in relative to the overall health of your household as you start mm-hmm. displacing that habit with other healthy habits. Hey, you know what? Let's get outside. Let's go, let's go take yeah. some fresh breaths of, of fresh air and go on a walk around the block or let's, yeah. uh, let, let's just go sit in the living room and talk for a minute or whatever. Right. You know, there's a million right. things you can imagine that. Let's just sit and talk to each other when we're bored mm-hmm. instead of, you know, going and grabbing a snack. Right. So I'm on the same page with you completely relative to how this stuff applies to, you know, your emotional well-being Mm -hmm. and and, uh, expressive abilities as well. Yeah. So, man, uh, that's uh, you've hit a a ton of really good stuff and a lot of things I think you could actually just like we could start implementing right now. But if you were going to bring it down to the most basic, like, hey, dad's out there, this is step one, like like you got to turn the knob in order to push the door open. Like this is step one. What is the one thing that you would have dad start doing to start building in health into the lifestyle so that we can do all the modeling and all the things that we talked about. Be an active participant in what your children and your household's eating. You know, a lot of the Mm -hmm. folks that I work with, there's one person in the house who's doing the cooking. Um, Mm. It's just kind of something I see consistently be an active role in the food preparation in your house. Bring your kids into the food preparation in your house. Take them grocery shopping. Let them help you meal plan. You know, if you guys do a menu at home or whatever for the week, however you go about planning your weekly food for the, you know, for the week, let the kids take an active role in that. Allow for them to see what goes in to just planning a meal. It doesn't even have to be a healthy meal. But by virtue of just seeing the steps that it takes to go from I'm hungry to I've eaten a meal is a skill that can easily then be grown from exponentially to add in new things. So take an active role in the how in that in that in the relative to cooking and the food in your household and bring the kids into the fold as well. I love that. Yeah, that's one of the things I've been I've been working on in my brain is incorporating. So like I uh, did a podcast recently and I was like, you know, like if you want to go after a goal and you're a dad, incorporating your family is a big part of it because you can't just isolate yourself from them because then you're going to be a negligent dad. Like if you have to, mm-hmm. incorpor- whatever you're doing, you have to incorporate your family into that or it's just not, again, you're going to have all the same things. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be lonely. Your kids are going to grow up without a dad, blah, 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 all this stuff. <laughs> so, so the more you incorporate them and not treat them like little minions to be pushed aside, you know, the better they're off they're going to be, the better off we're going to be. I love that. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, Joey, I want you to let everybody know where to find you, where to reach out to you, where to hit you up for if they're looking for help with their health and, and fitness and, and all of that. All, all, yeah, all the usual outlets. So uh, my name is on Instagram. It's just at Joey Solowitz. Uh, Facebook, my Facebook page is Coach Joey Solowitz. And then I coach directly uh, for a company called BSL Nutrition. That's Body Systems Labs Nutrition. So I highly encourage you to, to follow BSL Nutrition on, a, on the socials as well. And uh, you find us both there and I'll happily uh, carry this conversation on further with you, with anybody who's interested. That's fantastic. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, Joey. You too, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. 
I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.